from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I'm hanging out with this guy that they call Enrico Mastriani. I call him Rico Suave, but that's just me. So we're here on the broadcast with Enrico Mastriani, the head coach of the Marywood men's basketball team. They just, you know, did something this season called making history, and then they would make history on top of history, and then they would go farther and do this. I mean, pretty much every time there was a milestone that was achieved, another one came <coughs> came through the pipeline, so to speak. So with that being said, it has been a tremendous season. This is, you know, these are, you know, Enrico Mastriani, it's one of the guys that you root for. It's one of the people in this world that you root for because when people do things the right way and it's hard work and it's determination and it's effort, and we just talked about it off the air, when it's faith, belief without evidence, you know, when it's that type of stuff, you can't help but root for that in life. And so with that being said, I proudly welcome him back to the show. Enrico Mastriani, how are we doing today? Doing great, Dan. How are you? Doing very well. So, you know, first and foremost with you, Carrie Brown, she just got on the show for the first time. She gave you a little bit of credit because you were on the committee that helped bring her in. What did you like about Carrie Brown? Uh, it was easy right away, her energy. I mean, it was it was uh, powerful. It was impactful. It was immediate. Um, you know, I remember as soon as her interview ended, uh, I walked into our, our athletic director's office and, um, you know, we usually as a staff, we would recap, you know, the meeting, but it was like, I couldn't even wait until that happened. I walked in and I just said to her, I said, you know, we need to bring her in. She's going to light this place on fire. And, uh, she said, you know, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a no doubter for us. She was definitely the one. What, what was it about her that made you feel like she was going to light it on fire? Uh, just her energy. I mean, it was so positive and, and so ambitious and uh, excited. And, you know, it just felt like, um, you know, our, our department, you know, was already building a, a young nucleus of new coaches. But uh, Carrie was one that, you know, I, I saw a lot of similarities. I, I felt like she was one that was not afraid to push the envelope a little bit. Um, she understood her place. She understood you know, how she would fit into the sequence at Marywood and, and Marywood Athletics. But at the same time, she was not going to back down from what she thought was important for her and for her girls and, and for the program. And uh, I think, you know, that's admirable. It's it's a, it's a tough quality to find somebody who has, you know, a, a, a firm grasp on what's real and what, what is goal. And, uh, you know, she's very goal-oriented and, and ambitious, like I said, and, I just, uh, I believed in her. I believed that she could do it. And seeing what she was able to do, I mean, she went in her first game. It's something truly special and something truly amazing, you know, to go into game number one and to win it first time as a head coach, first time at Marywood, and to win the first game that she ever got to coach. Just what you could say about that, because that's something that'll live on forever. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, your first win ever as a head coach is, is special for sure. But uh, to do it in your first try, that's also 
a pretty uh, remarkable feat. And uh, not a lot of coaches get to say that. I, I did not win my first game as a head coach. I, uh, you know, it had to take day two for me to do that. We were in a tournament, and I know I know how hard it is just to win a game. So to win your first one is uh, it's really special. It's a good good uh, experience to to last forever. So we're here with Enrico Mastriani, the Marywood men's basketball head coach. You and I spoke all throughout the season. Obviously, the run, we did a bunch of videos. This team is extremely successful and had themselves a miraculous, uh, I don't want to say miraculous, but they had themselves a memorable, treasurable season. What can you say now that you've had some time to sit and let it marinate and whatnot? What, what, what are your thoughts looking back on the 2018-19 season? Um, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're pleased. I, I wouldn't say satisfied because I think, you know, we've talked about it, Dan, you know, we, we had sights on other things and, and the guys are hungry. They're, they're somewhat, uh, you know, they feel like there's something left undone, some unfinished business. Um, but you know, to be able to walk around and say, Hey, look, we did something that's never been done before. And we accomplished all these feats and had all this success. It's, uh, it's something to be proud of. And, and it took a few days for that to all settle in. Uh, you know, we had, we had, uh, uh, you know, ended our season on Friday, March 1st. And, you know, we had a, a team meeting on, on the following Wednesday. And I think it was probably on Tuesday that I finally started to feel like, you know, as I'm putting a, an agenda together for that meeting with the team, I kind of started to realize like putting all this stuff on paper that we accomplished. Wow. We, we really did something special here. That was nice. To, and like you said, obviously there's there's more left in the tank and there's more that you want to do, but just what this season did for you as a coach in, in year number four at Marywood, just what that did for you and what it says about where you're going. I mean, when you take that look in the mirror, just what you see. I mean, I'm obviously, like I said, proud. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of a validation in, in a way. Uh, when I came in, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I, I, I verbalized that. To my supervisors, I uh, I verbalized it to the team, to the staff. I, I kind of explained to them uh, that we, you know, we have to go through some things to get to where we want to go. But if you stay with it, if we stay the course, if we remain positive, if we, uh, you know, take away all the negatives and just focus on the future, um, you know, good things are coming for us. And and we're building a we called it a, a tradition of success in men's basketball. And I think, you know, as evidence, two years in a row now setting records and eclipsing 15 wins two consecutive years, I think we're, we're definitely headed in that direction. To know that, you know, Tip Schwartz and, and Jeremy Ringland is, are, are moving on, just what you could say about Jeremy and, and Tip and just what your takeaways have been from them? The start, and certainly they, they finished uh, their careers, you know, on that same path and that same pace. And, uh, you know, we would never be in this position without their effort, without their – their commitment, their sacrifice, not just to their ability on the court. And I think that's what gets overlooked sometimes. You know, we all care about the wins and losses, and that's, you know, obviously critical to our, our team, our success, our program. But, you know, what they did for us outside of basketball is even more impressive. Um, academically, they're they're two of the highest achieving student athletes probably in, in the department and definitely within our program. Um, you know, what they've done in the community, what they've done to represent Marywood University, Marywood basketball. Uh, it's just, uh, they're special guys, you know, and it's going to be hard to replace. And I know I challenge our guys every day, the ones that are returning and those that are coming in that, you know, that's the bar. That's where it is. You know, the year before we had a, a hashtag raise the bar and uh, these guys came in this year and they did that. And, uh, and now the guys coming back and 
and those coming to join us have to do that again. Um, the cupboard is not bare. We're, we're going to be okay. We're going to compete. Uh, it's just, you know, to replace guys that combined for over 2,700 points, uh, that's, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. And when you have that, when you, when you have these guys as they step forward and they do, you know, what needs to be done, like you said, you have other guys coming up, you, you know, that the cupboard's not bare and whatnot, but you know, what are kind of your, your lasting words to tip and Jeremy, what do you want them to know about what they did for this program? Yeah. I mean, in private moments, we've had those conversations. Uh, I, I think, you know, what I would say and, and I have said to them is thank you. I mean, thank you for staying with us. Thank you for helping us excel and grow. And thank you for giving it all out, you know, on the court and, and in the community when you had to and even when you didn't want to. I think that's the, the one thing that is hard as a student athlete is there's so many things that are, are drawing your attention, right? And, uh, you know, it, it's just a lot. The demands are high. Uh, the rewards are, are not, you know, immediate. They're sometimes not noticed or, or realized until five, ten years later uh, when you're reminiscing as a, a former student athlete and you say, wow, you know, good thing I was involved with that. Thank, thank goodness I did that or great that I stayed with that program and look at what I accomplished. But immediately it's hard to see sometimes, you know, you're, you're putting all these things out there, you're sacrificing so much right. and sometimes the, uh, the return is not, not as immediate. So I, I would just say to those guys, just I hope that, you know, one day you'll realize and, and appreciate the things that you got out of this program as much as we appreciated having you in it. That coming from Enrico Mastriani, the Marywood men's basketball head coach. Uh, for Marywood, Giving Day is this Thursday, March 28th. Why should they give to the Marywood men's basketball program? What are your thoughts on Giving Day coming up here? Uh, it's, it's a great day for us. I mean, every year it's uh, we, we find out every year how much more support we're gaining and growing over the years. And uh, when we started this Giving Day program, I think, you know, three years ago, uh, we, we had maybe 20 or 25 donors. Um, we raised maybe uh, $1,300, $1,500. I mean, it was a huge day, a great event for us, first time doing it. The next year, last season, uh, we I think we ended up, our goal was 40 donors. We ended up at 54 and uh, we raised over $2,300, you know, so seeing that growth, exponential growth in, in the support, the outpouring of love and, and care for our program, for our guys, it, it's, it means everything to us. It, you know, I, you can't say thank you enough. You can't say how much you appreciate it enough, but every little bit helps. And uh, we have some challenges this year, too. I, I, I know you talked with Carrie about the challenges and um, our guys our goal this year is if we could raise $3,000, um, you know, the guys had, uh, had a wish <laughs> they want to, they want to line up and put pies in the faces of the coaching staff. If we can get to $3,000, we'll videotape it. We'll air it out on our social media. Everybody can get a good laugh at it. And, uh, and you know, we'll be good sports and, and then take it on the chin, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And, and, uh, we put together a little video, uh, the team, had a little thank you message for everybody. It's out there on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So and there's just, it's so much fun to be able to say, look, we're proud of what we do. We're proud of Marywood. We're proud of Marywood basketball. We want you to be proud of it too. And the more you support us and help us, the the better off those, uh, those moments, those experiences, and those uh, traditions will be. 
Absolutely. And and to have that giving day, obviously, coming up here is extremely important. Before we finish up here with Enrico Mastriani, Enrico, you know that we always play rapid fire and we got to do it. So, you know, now that it's the end of the season and all this stuff and we got some time and whatnot, the uh, the, the rapid fire is here with us and we're going to do at least uh, three apiece back and forth here. So I'm going to start. And my question to you, Enrico Mastriani, is what is the greatest piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. There's been so much. Um, write down your goals. I think that's the number one thing. Um, you know, put things on paper because until you do that, you don't commit to it. And if you're not committing to anything or you're not committing to something specifically, you're really not committing to anything. You know, dreams dreams are are goals that were never put on paper. Um, you know, so it, it's just something that I think I've tried to do. I try to get my players to do. Um, I think if you see it visually, it, it makes an impact on you. I definitely agree with that. I think that's a good one. I got some stuff that I have to put down here. What okay? I'm gonna ask you this one because I don't care. I mean, it's an open show. It's it's how I am. So, what would you say in matters of the heart? Now that you are a father, you have three, and you obviously have your beautiful, wonderful wife. What would you say in matters of the heart? What would be your advice to people with love? Uh, again, so many different options. <laughs> I, um, you know, don't be guarded. Uh, you know, be transparent, but, uh, you know, not overbearing. I think, I think you gotta just be, uh, be yourself, be true to who you are. Don't try to impress anyone. Um, you know, if, if you're not good enough for whoever that is, then, then that's, uh, that's not the right thing, you know? So I think just be who you are, be transparent, um, and don't be guarded, you know, let, let love in and, and, uh, you know, be, be yourself, and that should work out fine. That coming from Enrico Mastriani. My third one for you is, let me think here. If you could be any cartoon character, who would you be and why? Uh, <laughs> probably Jerry Mouse. Okay, why? Because uh, that was me when I was a kid with my brother. I mean, you know, he was six years older than me, and... Uh, I would frequently, you know, sneak attack on him. Um, you know, he would always try to bully me in some ways and not in a, not in a bad way, but, you know, bigger brother stuff and older brother stuff. And so, uh, you know, I mean, there were even times when, and he could tell you this, it, it was hilarious. Um, you know, we would be roughhousing or whatever. And, and uh, all of a sudden I would fake an injury and, and start to cry and act like he hurt me really bad. And when he would get a little closer, I would just, you know, pop him quick and run away. <laughs> Nice. I was, I was, uh, I was more elusive. I was younger. I was faster, and I could just, uh, you know, sneak attack and run, and, and hope he never caught me again. Nice. I like it. Okay, cheap shots. There we go. So, what are your three for me, Enrico Mastriani? Um. Well, I know you're a, you're a big Marvel guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. So, if you could be a Marvel superhero, okay, or a Marvel hero, which one would it be, and why? That's tough. I would probably like, I mean, I grew up, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man, but if it's morals, if it's values, if it's what you stand for, if it's, if it's who you are, I wouldn't go about it the same way. I would have, you know, I would have, I would have gotten in the, 
gotten in the gym and gotten ready like this, I don't think I'd want the super soldier serum, so to speak. But I mean, I would be Captain America because it's, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, he's Captain America, but he's not just fighting for America. You know, he, he's fighting for the world. He's fighting for what's right. And one of the greatest things, and I hope they use it in Avengers Endgame, is that in the comic book, I have a t-shirt that has this. When he's fighting against Thanos, he sa- you know, Thanos says something like, you know, kneel to your God. And Captain America says, I, you know, there, you know, I know, I know God, there is one true God and you're not him. And, yeah. and I just, I'm just so moved by that. Cause my faith, my belief without evidence has been called upon me right now more than ever. Thanks God for that. And uh, <laughs> I love him for it though. But I mean, the reality of it all is I think that Captain America just has, you know, there is nothing that you can give him that he will not overcome. He never he never gives up his morals. He never gives up his values. He is always driven by what is right. And I think that, you know, even when the entire world thinks that he's wrong, he believes in God, he believes in himself, and he moves forward. And I don't know anything better than that as a definition of how I live my life. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I probably couldn't argue with that one. I, I probably would have chose the same thing. Captain America. All right. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Number two, uh, you've been to a lot of different sports venues, obviously, in your your field, in your career. Yes. Uh, What is your favorite sports venue? Oh, my favorite sports venue. I love the Dome, and there's nothing like the Dome, and and I'm going to give it all the love in the world because there is nothing like it, but I want to pick a different place that's away from home. So I would say, oh, man, what would I say? There's so many different places I've been to. Which one would I pick? I would say probably going, as scary as it is, so to speak, and going into the belly of the beast, and it's all business, and you feel it. It's the only stadium that I ever felt something go through my body, almost like I I was going through like an x-ray or something, and that is Foxborough. I mean, it is, it is, I remember walking into Foxborough for the AFC Championship game, covering Jacksonville, and the Patriots, and I remember looking down at my shadow, seeing the briefcase on my shoulder, my shadow looked back at me, and I said to myself, it's all business, and I walked into the building, and so I would probably say Fox Row, because you can feel it. Okay. I've never been there, but I anticipate that if I go, it would feel the same way, being an AFC fan uh, of a team other than the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, that team other than the Patriots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my boys have made a lot of noise this year, the Browns in the off season so far. Yes. Uh, your pick, if you had to play fantasy football and I'm sure you do your number one pick from the Browns roster for fantasy, not including Baker Mayfield, who would be your choice? Hmm. Probably OBJ right now. Okay. I think I think you know he's got something to prove. I think he wants to have fun. I think he wants to fly around. I think he wants to be with the youth of this team. So I'm going to say OBJ. I think he's going to be doing some fun things in the end zone this season. So if it was today and we were doing the wake up call fantasy football challenge, I'd be drafting OBJ. So if you had the choice to pick Baker ahead of him, would you? Oh, that's um. Depends on what quarterback I already had, because Baker wouldn't be my first quarterback choice. Wow. So it, it def- you said that, Dan. Yeah, well, you know what? It's all good. But I mean, it's it, it's uh, it de- yeah. I mean, it depends. 
It depends. But yeah, I would I would I would I usually draft running backs and wide receivers first, so that's where okay. we go. We have a second here, so we're gonna do one more. My my final one for Enrico Mastriani is Hmm. Oh, if you could be any superhero, who would you pick and why? So not necessarily Marvel, just any superhero. Just anybody. So I've always had this struggle of uh, Batman versus Superman. You know, obviously they actually made a movie about that. Um, but, you know, I, I really, uh, I grew up, those were my two favorites. And then Spider-Man would kind of mix in there. Every once in a while, I, I, I kind of had a Spider-Man thing that I was watching only Spider-Man. But, um, you know, I, I have to say it always goes back to Superman for me. Um, similarly to the, the Captain America thing that you talked about with uh you know, truth, justice, American way. I, I kind of always felt like, you know, Superman stood for everything that was right and good in the world. And, you know, just it was cool that he had these powers that he could fly. He could see through things. He had the strength. Uh, he was, quote unquote, invincible, invincible. But uh, it was more than that. It was about what he stood for and what he believed in. And, uh, you know, there was just something that I, I aspired to be, you know, that way. And so, uh, you know, I kind of... Uh, you know, I always have rubbed that off on my kids, whether it's uh, in, in comics and in, in movies, whatever. You know, we're always looking at the heroes. We're always looking at the ones that are trying to do good for, for the greater good of, uh, of the people around them. So that would be my choice. Amen to that. With that being said, Enrico, what is your final one for me? Jeez, uh, I, I didn't know I was going to get a fourth one. So let me, uh, let me think on a second here. Um what was the first movie you ever saw in a movie theater? Oh, man. What is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater? It wasn't The Lion King, but I remember that. The first movie that scared me in a movie theater was Independence Day. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid movie. So angry. The only thing that got me through that movie was when Will Smith punched the alien in the face and said, Welcome to Earth. But... <laughs> So great. That's why Will Smith and I should be best friends. But uh, I would say, I would say, oh man, Lion King's the one I remember. Hmm, what was the first one I saw in the movie? 94, right? Yeah, so I was like, I had to have seen something before that. I don't know. You know, the first movie I ever remember watching is The Wizard of Oz. It was 10 o'clock at night, and I was crying in my crib because I wanted my mom to come get me. I remember this. This is the thing. Like, my dad doesn't believe that you can remember childhood memories. Yet I can remember childhood thoughts. And when I was like really, really little, I wanted my mom to come get me. So I cried in my crib. I remember standing in the dark in my, in my, um, in my, uh, whatchamacallit, I can't even think right now, in my crib. I'm standing there and I remember it's pitch black in my room and I cried so that they would come get me. And I remember my dad being like, you know, like he like knew where, where, what I was doing. And I remember going downstairs, my mom put me on her chest, she laid back in the recliner, and I watched The Wizard of Oz on her chest. And it's the first time I ever watched it, it's my favorite time ever watching it, and every time I watch it, I think about it. So, I'll say The Wizard of Oz because like of that memory with my mom. That's awesome. That's a great memory, man. So I would say that. So with that being said, Enrico Mastriani, give on Thursday, March 28th, to the Marywood Men's Basketball Program so they can pie Enrico in the face and make sure that you do good things in the community, as always, with Marywood University. 